Trent Offalo, John LeBecher, and Clive Dunn in Dad's Army. <laughs> Brain vs. Brawn, featuring John Laurie, Arnold Ridley, and Ian Lavender, with this week's guests, Avril Angers and Larry Martin. <laughs> Here is the news, and this is John Snag reading it. As the flames of war lick across Europe and despair hangs like a grey pall, here in Great Britain we are grimly determined that life must go on. Down at Warmington-on-Sea, a high spot in the social calendar, is the Rotary Club's annual dinner. And amidst the faded splendour of the Peabody Rooms, we find Captain Mannering. Sherry, sir? Ah, thank you very much. Quite a treat. Only one glass each, I'm afraid. <laughs> well, at least we drink it as free men and not under the Nazi heel. Pardon? Oh, no, mind. <laughs> there you are, sir. Ah, oh, Wilson. I'm glad you could join me as my guest. Some of the most influential people in Warmington see are here tonight, you know. If you ever intend to get your own branch, you'll have to mingle more in this kind of circle. Yes, well, it's awfully nice of you to invite me, sir. Not at all. I'd like to see you get on. Yes, well, thank you, sir, thank you. I, I really love these old buildings, don't you? I mean, I think this deco is quite charming. It's a Rococo, I believe, isn't it? Really? Oh, look. There's our chairman over there, by the fireplace. Oh, yes. Adam, isn't it? No, no, no. His name's Ferrell. Ah. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the fireplace. Sherry, sir? Oh, thank you, my dear. Thank you. That's most kind of you. You're welcome, I'm sure. I say, uh, Fairbrother uh, over what there. What a pretty brooch you're wearing. What? Oh, thank oh. you. It was my granny's. Oh, was it really? It goes awfully well with the colouring of your hair. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Wilson, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I'll, uh... I'll slip you another sherry when you finish that one. <laughs> well, that's very sweet of you. <laughs> Never mind about the waitress. <laughs> I'm staring at the girl. I'm, I'm pointing out our chairman to you. He's over there. Ah. Looking this way. Ah, yes. I do believe I've caught his eye. He's the managing director of Precision Extrusions, you know. Oh, really, sir? Really? Yes, he, oh, he's coming over. Now, try to ingratiate yourself with him. Uh, evening. Ah, Mr. Fairbrother. This is my, uh, my chief clerk, Wilson. Hello. It's, it's Arthur, isn't it? That's right. Yes. No, no, George. Good grief. I, I'm Tony Fairbrother. We were at school together. Were we? Were we really? Don't you remember we, we shared a study for three terms? Good Lord, sir, we did. Thank goodness me, you put on a bit of weight, Tony, haven't you? <coughs> Wilson's been my chief clerk for the past eight years, you know. <laughs> By the way, Arthur, um, Stephen's here. Stephen Seabag. Stephen Seabag? You mean old Seabag, huh? Yeah. Because <laughs> he's Sir Stephen now. Yeah, of course he Come is, and sir. see him. He's gone as bald as a coot. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, grass doesn't grow in a busy street, does it? <laughs> uh, excuse us, Mannington. Yeah. <laughs> Mattering, actually. Um, didn't you give Seabag right? a beating once? You were, you know, for swiping your tuck box. Yes, well, actually, I let him off, you see. The trouble was, Wilson, such a sycophant. <laughs> Evening, Captain Manry. Oh, hello, Jones. Just been having a very interesting chat with our chairman. Pity you missed him. Oh, Tony Fairbrother, you mean? He's married to my cousin Ethel's girl, you know. <laughs> Is he really? <clears throat> well, it's nice to see you here, representing the butchers of Warmington on scene. I'm also representing the Athletic Society, Mr. Manrin. Oh, really? <laughs> Jim cut out to go to Derby and Joan Club, you see, sir. That's what I like about these gatherings. 
Everyone here represents his profession or craft. Evening, Mr. Mannering. What are you doing here, Walker? Well, why shouldn't I be here? Well, I didn't know that under-the-counter dealing was a profession. It is now. Anyway, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be sapping that sherry. And the chicken croquettes you're going to have would be made of whale meat instead of rabbit. Hello, Joe. <laughs> evening, Mr. Jones. Oh, good evening. Good evening, Colonel Pritchard. Oh, sorry, Mannering. Didn't see you there. <laughs> Are you chaps looking forward to the scheme on Saturday? Scheme? What scheme? Oh, no, of course. None of your chaps are taking part. Why aren't we taking part? Yes, Mr. Mary. In what way have we been found to have shortcomings? <laughs> well, it was the training major's idea, really. He wants to form this sort of home guard commando unit out of the younger, fitter chaps. You know, the sort of thing, uh, winkling out petrol dumps, blowing them up, etc. Oh, he sent uh, Pike up to HQ for an interview. Did he get in? No, he couldn't find HQ. <laughs> but I think the whole idea is a complete farce. We are not commanders and we never will be. Why not, Mr. Manning? I can winkle things out as well as any of them young chaps. I've always been a very good winkler. <laughs> no, we have brains and experience and local knowledge. Those are our weapons, not muscle and brawn. I suppose you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't like to take part in the scheme and prove your point, would you, Manning? Well, of course we would. We're game for anything. That's the spirit. I'll see if I can get the training major to agree. We'll talk about it after dinner. Right, men. Now, pay attention to the blackboard. Now, the object of the exercise is to get into the petrol dump and place a bomb in or close to the CO's office, which is this hut. Here. Now, surrounding this hut is barbed wire fence. And the only road into the camp is by this bridge over the river here. Now, Wilson and I did a recce yesterday, and security of this petrol dump is absolutely first class. These so-called home guard commanders, they won't get in there, that's for sure. Brain is what we need. And ingenuity, sir. Ingenuity is very good for getting people into things. Quite right, Jones. A platoon of infantry guard the dump, and this barbed wire fence here... Is 12 feet high, overhanging at the top, and I would say quite unclimbable. Well, couldn't we put a ladder against it? <laughs> I think that might arouse the suspicion of the guards, Michael. We could dress up as window cleaners. They don't have windows in barbed wire, for sake. Oh, no, Uncle Arthur. Uh, could we no flang it? The bomb? Could we no flang it? That's right, Jock. Give it the island fling. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> now, Corporal Jones has tried one or two experiments at throwing the bomb, haven't you, Jones? Yes, sir, yes, sir, I have, sir. I threw it 12 yards at the first attempt, and then I grabbed hold of it and whirled myself round like a whirling dervish. <laughs> they do it in a trance, you know, so they do a lot of whirling in trances, do dervishes. I whirled it and whirled it and whirled it, and I got very dizzy because I wasn't in a trance. <laughs> And then the handle come off. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I don't think that would work. In any case, we're jumping the gun. Now, firstly, we're going to be dumped somewhere along this road here, as if we were parachutists. Will we have parachutes, Mr. Manry? Of course we won't have parachutes, you stupid boy. <laughs> What's stupid about that? Parachutists have parachutes, don't they? Well, they usually have don't, parachutes. Don't, don't be impertinent. <laughs> We then have to cross the river by this bridge here, or by some other means. Uh, Captain Henry, uh, I'm rather anxious not to do any swimming. 
They were going to give it to the museum, so I offered them a tenner for it, provided they threw in the old uniforms and the helmets. <laughs> I was going to knock them out as flower vases, see? <laughs> right, now gather round as soon as you put your uniforms on. Very smart, these old jackets, sir. Of course, they used to wear a similar sort of scarlet jacket in the Sudan, sir, before they changed to khaki. And these helmets, that's what you call a coal scuttle helmet, sir, on account of their shape like a coal scuttle, you see, sir. Yeah. They didn't have them in the Sudan, sir, because there wasn't any coal. <laughs> Thank you, Jones. Well, you wouldn't need any there. It's too hot, you see, sir, anyway. It's too hot. Yes, all right. Now, uh, Pike. Yes? Put your helmet on. I can't see with it on, Mr. Manry. Look. <laughs> You've got it on back to front, you stupid boy. <laughs> now gather round quickly while we run over the plan once more. Right. Now we leave here at ten past three. Fifteen ten. Yeah, what did you say, Wilson? Fifteen ten. That's right, yes, yes. Two minutes later, a fire will be lit outside the wire fence of the petrol dump as a diversion. Now, are the combustible materials taken care of, Walker? Yes, sir. I dropped a load of old packing cases and a couple of drums of some oil right near the wire last night. Good, good. So at 3.12... All right, Wilson, I don't know what time it is. Our secret agent will push the barrow of paraffin-soaked straw into that pile and ignite it. Have you taken care of the secret agent? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, I have, sir. It's Mr. Godfrey. What? Godfrey? God, he must be out of your mind. That'll do, Fraser. Mr. Godfrey kindly offered to help yesterday, and we've taken him up on his suggestion. I think he'll make a very good nun. <laughs> you should have ordered me to volunteer, Captain Manrin. Secret agent didn't need a clear head and a cool nerve. And you had to have plenty of that in the heat of Sudan, you know, sir. No, 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 Jones, no. No, the choice has been made. It's Godfrey. Mark my words, he's bound to get it all wrong. Well, I, I, I certainly hope not, sir. I read it all down for him in great detail, so he ought to be all right. Thank goodness it's a pencil dump and not the uh, waterworks. <laughs> That's quite enough, then, Godfrey. <laughs> Anyway, the fire should help us to bluff our way across the bridge. On arrival at the petrol dump, what do you do, Fraser? My party unload John Ladder and we put it near the wire. Then me and Pikey and the rest make hullabaloo round the fire with the hoses. Right. Now, you're all fully conversant with the working of this fire engine, aren't you? Yes, sir. Right, good. Carry on. Well, sir, while they are all hullabalooing with their hoses, I shall shinny up the ladder unseen and I shall dangle the bomb on the end of this rope. And when the hullabaloo has got very high, I shall sling the bomb onto the hut like a linesman swinging the lead. Not a football linesman, you understand, sir, but a seafaring linesman. They put a little tallow on the end to see what kind of a bottom they've got. <laughs> did you know that, sir? Yes, as a matter of fact, I did. Well, you might have stopped me. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Mr. Benrin, can I drive the fire engine, please? Please, let me drive the fire engine. I'd like to drive the fire Don't engine. Don't be ridiculous, Pike. <laughs> I should be driving. Oh, will you really, sir? How very unexpected. <laughs> well, can I ring the bell then, please? Let oh, me ring I'm the bell. I'm ringing the bell. Aren't I ringing the bell, Captain Manrin? Yes, Jones. I don't think that's rotten. I want to ring the bell. Stop muttering, boy. Now, all are your positions. Wilson in front, alongside me. Jones next to him. And the rest of you pile in the back. Like cattle. What was that? I said capital, sir. Capital. Right. Get into your places, everybody. Right, right, sir, right, sir. Right, right, right. Let me put my shoulder to you, sir, where it helps most, sir. Up, sir, Daisy, sir. I'm, I'm all right. I'm quite all right, thank you, Jones. Sir? You get round the other side and get yourself in. Well, I was only trying to help, sir. Everybody all right back there? Yes, Hang on, Mr. Manry. Don't go yet. I'm not quite at the ready. Pike, 
Get down and give Corporal Jones a hand. All right, Mr. Manry. Hold on a minute, Jones. Yes, right, sir. Now, Pikey, if you could give me a slight urge when I say one, two, three. Yes. Right. One, two, three. Right. Uh, oh, oh, oh. There you are, mister. Thank you, Jones. Pikey. Are you ready, Jones? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right, stand by, everybody, stand by. Get Pike. Sir? Why aren't you on the engine? Well, I got down to give Mr. Jones... Don't argue, you boy. Get on at once. He's always getting at me. And no back chance. <laughs> Are we all ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Long ago. Right. Here we go. Oh, oh, don't panic! Joe, don't panic! Joe! Oh, stop him, Wolf! Oh, don't panic! Ready, my friend! I'm oh, sorry, Mr. Manning, I can't hear what you're saying because the bell's so noisy. <laughs> Don't touch that bell until I say go. There you go, Mr. Manning. Right, let's get started. Mr. Manning. What's the matter now, Pike? We can't go yet. Why not? The garage doors are shut. <laughs> yes, well, uh... We'll open them when we're ready. I don't think you ought to start the engine with the door shut, sir. Now, Mr. Manning, otherwise the fumes will come out and we shall breathe them in and then we'll all get sophisticated. <laughs> Pike, get down and open the doors. Yes, sir. Oh, here they come again. Well, that, that's a good thing, eh? It might distract the guards on the bridge. Quite right, Fraser. Yes, let's go. What? Don't oh. panic! Stop! Stop it! Panic! Don't panic! Stop! Stop! Well, he said go, so I ding the dinner. Don't ring until we're on the move. I've opened the doors, Captain Manorin. Pike, how many times have I told you to get on your seat? But I was just opening Don't the doors. Don't argue, boy. Get back on the engine. Honestly. Right, hold on, everybody. I've got to start her up. <laughs> My goodness, she runs well. So it should. It's the same petrol they use in Spitfires. Good heavens. Right, right, off we go then. We're off. Oh, don't panic! Hello? Hello, Sarge? It's Corporal Williams here, main gate. You know that pile of old packing cases and oil drums somebody dumped by the wire? Yeah? Well, the lorry's just taken them away. Okay. Hold on. There's a funny-looking old girl in a long black dress. Blimey, it's a nun. And Sarge, she's pushing a barra. I'd better go and see what she wants. What this say? Push wheelbarrow full of paraffin soaked straw along wire fence. Good job, Mr. Wilson's got clear handwriting. Now then, tip contents of barrow into pile of packing cases. Uh, I don't see any packing cases. Uh, where are they? Uh? Hey, you! Ah, uh, oh, my good man! <laughs> Excuse me, but have you noticed the pile of packing cases dumped around here? <laughs> yes, ma'am, the lorry's just taken them away. Why, do they belong to you? No, no, no. I was just interested in them for a friend. <laughs> Let me see. What does it say next? Uh, light paper in the barrel. That's done. Uh, shout fire, run to guard room, and send for fire brigade. Fire! 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 It's, it's all right, lady. I've, I've got an extinguisher here. Hold on. Stand back. There you are. Send for the fire brigade. What for, ma'am? I put it out. 
What do you think you're playing at, young man? <laughs> if it comes to that, sister, what are you doing? Are you some sort of a nut? Doesn't make any mention of you in the instructions. Well, what does it say? Well, let me see. Um, when task has been completed, clear off. Then, man, that's exactly what I should do, and get your ruddy pram with you. There's the bridge straight ahead. That's in his smoke from Godfrey's fire. Should have started by now. I told you, I told you, get it all wrong. Look, Mr. Manorin, the smoke's coming from over there by one of those cottages. Oh, the fool! He's lit the fire in the wrong place. Steady, sir, steady. We're, we're being waved down by a policeman. It's not, you know. It's a policewoman. Yes, you're right. They look awfully attractive in their uniforms, don't they? <laughs> hey, Jonesy, who's the old bag with her? Don't you be disrespectful, Joe. It's probably her mother. Even policemen have mothers, you know. Yeah, all right, all right, you two. I'll deal with this. Good afternoon, Constable, uh, Madam Constable, uh, Mrs. Warburton. We're, uh, we're on a secret exercise, so uh, could you let us through? I'm afraid I can't. A German plane has just dropped a stick of incendiaries. There's a house on fire around the corner. You'll have to go there first. It'll be a pleasure. All right, all right, all right. Well, I'll handle this. Very well, uh, Constable, uh, Mrs. Uh, Miss, uh, 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 officer, I'm... I shall, uh, I shall redirect my firefighting force immediately. Hold on! Hold on! Before you go, would you mind giving me a lift to this kind sister of mercy? Good God, it's Godfrey. <laughs> if one of you kind gentlemen would just help me up, please. Come round this side, your graciousness, and I'll give you a bunker. <laughs> How dare you! How dare you speak to a sister of the church like that! Have you no respect? Hurry up at the back there. We've got a fire to put out. Come on, God, uh, your godliness. What's the date, Oh, disgusting. Hang on, man. And lady. Here we go. Stand by the controls at the rear of the engine. Aye, sir. Jones, walk up. Yeah, very good, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Take that pipe from the rack. Hook it up to the fire hydrant. Right, sir. Shelter, sir. Very good, sir. Pike. Mike. Yes, sir. Don't stand there gawping, boy. Oh. Get hold of that reel and run the hose out. Yes, Mr. Manwain. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Manwain. I wonder if you could just dismiss the ground. This black habit makes it very difficult. Don't worry me now, Godfrey. I'm busy. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry, sir. Pike, be quick with that hose. I'm doing the best, sir. Fraser, are you standing by the controls? Oh, I will also head back here, sir. I've got the hose pointed at the fire, Mr. Manorin. Would you mind turning the tap on, please? What's the good of that, Pike? Can't you see you've run the hose clean off the reel? Not even connected, you stupid boy. Well, I didn't know that, did I? Don't answer back. <laughs> don't connect up the other end to the hydrant. No, it's not really well. Pike! Put the nozzle down first. We don't want it back here. Captain Manry, do you think you can help me down? I want to... Oh, no, no time for that sort of thing now, Godfrey. Oh, dear. Get out of that ridiculous costume. You ever heard of a nun on the top of a fire engine? <laughs> 
We've hooked up the hydrant, Captain Manning. Well done, Jones. But, sir, yes. we've got no twiddler. Ah, no one? A twiddler, sir, it's the iron parts of the metal thing. It's like a sardine key, and it's not so small. And you put it in the ground and you twiddle it. And the water comes flourishing out, so you get my meaning. Yes, 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 I do. Fraser, bring Jones the twiddler. What? You know, got a metal thing like a sardine tin. Jones, be quiet. (laughs) The hydrant key, Fraser. Ah, well, why didn't he say so in the first place? Wilson, Wilson, where are you? Someone called. (laughs) What on earth are you doing, lounging about in the driving seat? Well, I I, I thought you might want me to start something or stop something or something. Look, you you, you see that red lever in front of you on the dashboard? Yes, sir. That switches the pumps on. Push it down, Will. There we are. And stand by to rev up the engine. Right. This is going to be exciting. (laughs) Captain Manry, I wonder if I might... Ah, good, Godfrey. You've taken off your robes. Well done. (laughs) Now, hang on up there. We'll have the water running any moment. Oh, dear. (laughs) It's just what I was afraid of. Stand by at this end, Captain. Good man, Fraser. Jones, turn the water on at the hydrants. Okay, Jonesy, start twiddling. Oh, Joe, and half stiff. I bet no one's twiddled this for ages. Fraser, All get right. ready to send the water through. Right, Fraser, stand by. Rev up the engine, Wilson. There we go. Good luck, everyone. Hey, Uncle Arthur, huh? you look just like Will Hay and where's that fire? He was on at the embassy last week. You really think so? But I don't wear specs. Be quiet, Wilson. Pike, why, why aren't you at the other end of the hose directing it at the fire? Well, you told me to put it down. Don't here. answer back, boy. Now, get back to the nozzle at once, and the water will be coming through any moment. Ah! Ah! Turn it off! Commissioner Spitzer, I think it's already arrived. Oh! Oh! Oh, God, I'm drenched! Mum will be furious when she sees this. No, do stop fussing, Pike. Grab hold of the nozzle, grapple with it, boy. I am, Mr. Manning, but I don't think he wants to be grappled with. Not this way, Pike, directed at the fire. That's right. Soon have it out now. Captain Mannering. Not now, Godfrey. But, but Captain Mannering, the fire appears to have gone out. Yes, wait a minute, Godfrey. Have it. What did you say? The fire's gone out, sir. Good Lord. So it has. I wonder how that happened. Well, I should someone threw a bucket of sand over it, sir. Don't you think? After all, it was the obvious thing to do. All right, that'll be quite enough of that, Wilson. All right, man, stand down. Stand- oh, Colonel Pritchard. But don't tell me you've joined the fire service, Mannery. Don't know how you find the time. Oh, no, 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 sir. No, this was just a disguise to get my strike force into the petrol dump. Unfortunately, Hitler spoiled our plans. We were diverted to tackle this emergency. Mm-hmm. Never mind. All the other home guard commandos got caught. But you'll be pleased to know your other plan worked. My other plan? Yes. Yes, you should have seen the training major's face. He was on duty in the hut when that parcel of yours arrived by the 12 o'clock post. He opened it, found your bomb. Parcel, you say? Uh, yes, sir. I posted it yesterday, like Sergeant Wilson said. Wilson told you to send our bomb to their headquarters by post. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I do hope you don't mind, Catamaran. Oh, no, no. Well done, Walker. Yes, well, I, I did send it in your name, sir, and I thought you'd be pleased. Mind you, <laughs> the Major said it was cheating. But I said it just goes to prove that brains very often are better than brawn. Oh, yes. Yes, sir, I'd back ingenuity against muscle any time. That's very generous. I must say that is really most sporting of you, sir. 
I'll have a word with you later, Wilson. <laughs> In that episode of Dad's Army, based on the original television series by Jimmy Perry and David Croft, you heard Arthur Lowe as Captain Mannering, John LeMessurier as Sergeant Wilson, Clive Dunn, Corporal Jones, John Lorry, Private Fraser, Arnold Ridley, Private Godfrey, Ian Lavender, Private Pike, Avril Angers, the waitress and the policewoman, Larry Martin, Private Walker, Robert Raglan, Colonel Pritchard, and Stuart Sherwin as Mr. Fairbrother and the Corporal. Brain vs. Brawn was adapted for radio by Michael Knowles and Harold Snowd, and produced by John Dyos.